It's November 22nd, 2017, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ranozawa. First up, we're going to tell you a little bit about things you can do on Tuesday. Then Melly James returns to tell us about what's new with the next HVCA luncheon, covering the future of the innovation economy in Hawaii. And then we'll hear from the Purple Prize winners. We got Sean Murphy and Nohea Lani. Uh, uh, Hirahara, and they're both uh, project winners at the latest Purple Prize, and they're leveraging technology to advance cultural awareness. It's a fantastic program. As mentioned, though, we wanted to give you a heads up about Tuesday, November 28th. First of all, it is Giving Tuesday. It is a day where many people are coming together to support important causes, but for Hawaii Public Radio, it's an opportunity to sign up new members. So if you are a listener and you are not a member, please help the station reach its goal of 300 new members by signing up on Giving Tuesday. Also, on that same day, uh, one of the first events for HPR's Generation Listen. If you don't know what Generation Listen is, it's a new initiative designed to engage and connect with young listeners. It's a volunteer-led initiative, and they're going to be doing an event at the Aloha Beer Company next Tuesday, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., and it's going to be a behind-the-scenes event at the Aloha Beer Company, and they're going to talk about important issues in the community as well as, of course, learning about how beer is made. It sounds like a fun event. Oh, sounds good. For those younger listeners, you can go to Hawaii Public Radio on Facebook for all the details. And, of course, now we have Melly James, and she is here from the Hawaii Venture Capital Association. She's going to tell us about the November HVCA luncheon. Welcome to the show, Melly. Thanks, Bert. Thanks, Ryan. So, you know, I, I, very, I really enjoy the lunches, and you always have some great panels. But, you know, when you have this lineup, it's, it's even more exciting because it's all about technology and innovation. So tell us about, you know, how did you pull all these people together? Maybe give us a lineup. All right. So... First, we have Senator Glenn Wakai and Representative Mark Nakashima, both uh, leaders and huge supporters of innovation um, in the Hawaii legislature. We also have Sunshine Topping, who is Vice President of Human Resources at Hawaiian Telecom, and Todd Nakapoi, who's the Chief Innovation Officer for the State of Hawaii, as well as Louis Salaveria, Director of DBED. So you're right, a rock star panel. Yeah, these are all the folks that, of course, we've had many of these folks uh, on the show as well. Honored guests. Yeah, and... Uh, so when you started to look at putting this together, obviously it's kind of in preparation for the ledge and how maybe we can uh, frame up what are we doing about technology for the next session. I mean, you're going to be moderating. What are your sort of thoughts of how you want to direct the panel discussion? Yes, a lot of it's going to be on programs and initiatives that affect the future of innovation, um, as well as a discussion in terms of strategies that are needed to continue gaining support. Um, one of the big things we're excited about is the fact that the Kaufman rating rankings came mm-hmm, out this year, mm-hmm. and Hawaii was rated number two um, in terms of growth entrepreneurship, and we rose up the ranks from 11 last year, which is hugely in part of, you know, one of the things linked to this great increase is the money and support that we've had um, starting and investing in startup innovation activity here in Hawaii, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Now, do you see an, any initiative sort of taking shape in terms of how the legislative session might unfold, how people can perhaps participate in supporting different sorts of, of bills that were on the on the uh, um, on the slate, I guess this year. 
Yeah, so we're going to be discussing certain topics as well as kind of diving deeper into ones that are ongoing. So one would be, of course, continuing getting funding for SBIR mm-hmm, grants mm-hmm. and manufacturing. Of course, there's a bunch of new accelerators growing, Mana Up being one of them, mm-hmm. which I was on the show a couple weeks ago That's discussing. Um, so funding from the ledge for these these new accelerators, Mana Up um, being the product accelerator, as well as an aquaculture accelerator popping up, as well as existing accelerators um, like Blue Startups and Accelerate UH. Um, another one would be the hackathons. Mm-hmm. I know, Bert, that's a big piece um, for you. Um, and looking at funding some of the projects that are coming out of these hackathons that the state can take advantage of and getting funding to actually underwrite some of these initiatives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which Thanks. would be huge yep. as well. It's a strong panel, and certainly you have uh, representatives from government for the most part, but Sunshine from Hawaiian Telecom, that's a private sector representative. What do you expect she can bring to that conversation? I think a lot of that is around you know around business here in Hawaii as well as how corporate is getting involved, looking at these public-private partnerships, which is another big piece from the ledge this year. You know, we call them P3s. Um, how can we look at these public-private partnerships and developing new things with innovation? And I would imagine mm-hmm. broadband would also be a topic that uh, would come up as well during the conversation. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the neat piece is there, we don't know what's going to come up. Some things, obviously, I'm asking a lot of the questions, but we've got a lot of audience questions and, you know, areas that could come up around tax incentives is a topic that we'll want to be discussing. You know, what are the kinds of things that we need to spur innovation like other municipalities do in states to drive innovation mm-hmm. growth like we can here in Hawaii. Now, the innovation in terms of the accelerators, obviously there are accelerators and we're familiar with, you know, Accelerate UH and the Blue Startup folks. Uh, the, the new accelerators that you talk about, Mana'a being one of them, do you expect to get legislative support for, you know, helping to, to fund your, um, your operation as well? We hope so. So would that come under sort of the HT, HSDC kind of pool of money or where do you see that sort of coming from? You know, I don't know where the pool will come from. I mm-hmm. think right now it's so early on that it's about discussing why it's important to continue supporting these accelerators that have been in existence for the past five years, as well as the new ones that are coming up, especially ones that are really focusing on um, Hawaii's strengths, aquaculture, as well as the brand of Hawaii and products being two of those strengths. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are areas that we're going to want to be talking about. And it's great that we're able to start addressing them so early on. Now, as Bert mentioned, this is largely this will also be an opportunity to preview the upcoming legislative session. One thing that does happen certainly are new bills are introduced, but certainly there were also initiatives from the previous session that may carry over and be continued or get updates on them. For example, all of the development happening in Kaka'ako. Uh, I imagine you have an opportunity to discuss those as well. Yeah, absolutely. With the cube um, to replace the Manoa Innovation Center, mm-hmm. that's a big um, that's a big development in the Kakaako area to create that hub. Oh yeah, we'll probably have Robbie on talking about. Uh, are you calling it the cube or is it what is that that sandbox that was called? I, I think there's a few names, but I think the cube is part of the sandbox. That's, I see, I see, and that's I see, also I see. a public-private partnership mm-hmm. as they're looking that's for right. private partnerships. Now, a lot of what you're talking about is in the budget, right? It should appear in in the governor's budget or some budget. They wouldn't necessarily appear as a bill. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I mean, and part of this is, you know, we're, we're starting this discussion now. So we, so the innovation economy can start looking at how can we support? What does that look like? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Is it letters? Is it going down to the ledge? Can we start talking to people now? Do they still have time to meet with people? I think they do. Um, so how can we really start rallying to, to get some momentum behind this in an organized fashion? Do you see getting together people? I know we did have a an effort to sort of bring together the, the Startup Paradise 
But do you see another sort of effort to bring people together, kind of strategize on how to do, how to approach the uh, the ledge session this year? Yes, absolutely. I think that was very effective last year. Are you going to continue to so do you're that gonna this year? You're going to spearhead that? <laughs> are, are, you, are you pointing her at me right now? <laughs> right now <Bert? laughs> we'll be heavily involved, obviously, with my HVCA hat on as well as Mana Up. Um, and we found it very effective last year, so yes, there'd be no absolutely. reason not to do it again this year. Very good. Okay. So, so where what, and when yeah, is this where? event? And how can someone... Get to go. So the HVCA luncheon will be on Thursday, November 30th at the Plaza Club, Mm. 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. And you can find us on Eventbrite if you search HVCA luncheon, or you can also find us on Facebook. Very good. We will put that uh, up on our show notes, which will go up after the show later on tonight. Melly, thanks for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for having me, Bert. Thanks, Ryan. Happy Thanksgiving. And, of course, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Sean Murphy and Nohel Lani. Hirohara, talk about Purple Prize. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Inter-Island Solar Supply, Kaiser Permanente, and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Sustaining membership, it just makes sense. Hawaii Public Radio is an anchor for my day, and I want to contribute to something that is so much part of my day and my life. It's easy. Uh, I don't have to think about it. It's far less expensive than a cable bill or even a coffee every day. So why wouldn't I be a sustaining member? My name is Marie Rose, and I'm a sustaining member of Hawaii Public Radio. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us is Sam Murphy and Nohelani Hirohara. Sam Murphy and his team won in the startup category for innovative EA Kilo practices. Nohelani, meanwhile, also won in the startup category for her project called Native Stories. And of course, what role can technology play in advancing cultural awareness? We want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Now. Before we get into the whole Purple Prize and uh, you know how what got you interested in participating, can you both give us a little bit of background on, you know, your involvement in the community that got you interested in maybe coming up with some solution? Um, no, no, yeah, sure. Uh, so my background, um, my family started a, a nonprofit called Papuku uh, No Kamehaikana that does workshops on cultural practices. Um, and huakai's, and uh, basically what happened is I went to Europe and I found an app called Rick Steves, and they gave history. He gave history and um, different things like that um, in Europe. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I came back looking for something similar because I couldn't always make it to these workshops um, <clears throat> and found nothing. That's basically how I, I started the journey of, of Native Stories. Mm-hmm. So Rick Steves, I mean, he's he's pretty famous uh, travel guy, right? So yep. he's got a lot of his content online so you can share the experience. So yep. you wanted to see if there was something like that. Something like that. One place where we could go and, and learn through audio mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, about culture history. Great. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about, I'll, I want you to talk yep. a little bit more about how you felt Purple Prize might have been able to pull together the resources to accomplish that. But Sam, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, So I was uh, at the Hawaii Student Entrepreneurs Club um, for an event that they had, and there was a venture capitalist there called Donovan K. Aloha. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, he's uh, from Hawaii and works a lot in Silicon Valley. And 
um, we got talking afterwards. Actually, it was pretty funny because in the startup world and uh, with business, you often have to have what they call like uh, an elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I, I kind of wanted to talk to him, but everyone was you know, talking to him the whole time, bothering him, and I kind of ran out of time, so I just mm. went home. Anyway, <laughs> he happened to go home at the same time, and we found ourselves in an elevator. Okay, good. It's an elevator <laughs> pitch moment. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we got talking at that point, and uh, he said, you should check out the Purple Prize. And uh, so that's how I got, kind of got involved with that, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, let's uh, get into some of the project. Well, I want to actually, let's talk about the program itself, oh, yeah. because it is a hackathon, but it is not a typical ha- hackathon in that it, one, focuses a great deal on indigenous, indigenous knowledges and sense of place, and uh, it, it isn't simply coding. Uh, what was it about the program that attracted you specifically? Um. Yeah, really, it was the experience on, you know, I wanted to have this thing, uh, this platform, but I did never knew how to go about it. So uh, knowing that there are resources, um, knowing that I could f- get help um, from, like you said, Donovan or Olin, um, was a huge asset in, in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Nohea, did you, uh, when you went to, usually they have a kickoff, the kickoff, I know we went down to the Kaniwai Lo'i and mm-hmm. had a kind of cool day in the in the Lo'i. Uh, were you able to identify resources, people resources that could potentially help you on yeah. coming up with your I- idea? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, talking story with everybody and you find commonalities. And actually, Tom Penna was there with this huge mm-hmm, map in mm-hmm. the parking lot, right? Right, right. right? And we just hit it off. Um, he makes stories. Um, and he um, interviews p- cultural practitioners. And so we just had this common um, need or want to get the stories out. And so we definitely connected. connected mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam, tell us about your team for your, your project. Um, uh, in a similar way, on the kickoff day, actually, I met uh, Kiana Frank, uh, who's uh, in Kona today. But um, we kicked it off too and, and thought there's definitely a way of bringing together uh, knowledge about the water and images and digital image processing, which is more sort of my uh, expertise. And originally we had a different idea. It was to try and look at the color of the water and see if that could relate to the health Mm. um, Mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm. how that might affect fish. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we moved towards a a, a different project, which ended up being trying to count fish um, underwater using using a camera. So the interesting thing about this Purple Prize Hackathon is that it actually spanned longer than a month. I mean, you had a kickoff, and the actual demo day probably wasn't was it four weeks. I thought it was like almost like six weeks later. But anyway, it was a long time. So during the process between the kickoff and the actual demo day, Sam, what were what were some of the things that you went through? I mean, were there some pivotal moments where when you're trying to pull people together and you're realizing we're going down one direction, or maybe we want to pivot to do another direction? I mean, what was that? experience like over the course of those weeks? Um, well, hmm, that's a good question. I, I guess pretty early on we decided to try and pivot because we thought it would be more widely um, applicable to try and count fish. We mm-hmm. thought that would apply in Hawaii and it's also a technology that we could export from Hawaii elsewhere, um, which we think brings value to Hawaii. Um, and what that involved was, you know, going to fish ponds. And uh, first, we, fortunately, with Keanu on the team, we were able to communicate and get permission 
and then install them and then get the data we needed to train the neural networks to identify fish in images. Yeah, I, you know, what's f fascinating was that you talk about neural networks and, and machine learning and the, uh, the ability to kind of identify over the course of teaching the machine what a fish looks like to then more accurately count fish over mm. a period of time. That's, that's, that's super interesting. Now, Nohelani, how about you? Um, you now have access to these mentors, these people mm -hmm. who can help you sh uh, shape and craft your vision. Did you also adjust or adapt, or were you pretty clear from the outset um, what it was that you wanted to create? Um, well, first of all, uh, Demo Day, I think, was in March, and we didn't pitch until... What was that, October? Wow. No. Yeah. Was it that yeah, long? Yeah, there was a long process. There was a lot of... Um, Maybe it was that long. Different, <laughs> different things in between. But, um, you know, just... Uh, I think just saying it and, and talking about it over uh -huh, and over again, uh -huh. you either become more confident in your solution or you find holes. And so I, I found a few holes, but, I mean, this has been in my in my wanting to do list since 2014 mm. so i've been picking it apart for a while but having you know mentors and 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 people to bounce it off of um yeah i i, I didn't pivot a lot but um i had some holes to fill maybe describe a little bit about what what native stories does <clears throat> because i i kind of look at that and i think maybe it's like a it's like a podcast or maybe it's some sort of you know, series of audio stories that people can access, but it's different than just a, a regular podcast, right? I mean, yeah. so how would you how would you describe this to somebody? Uh, I describe it as a platform mm -hmm. uh, where people can share in this common goal to teach or educate on um, on native indigenous cultural practices or history, um, current events. Um, so it can be a podcast, but really it's stories. Podcasting is stories. Mm -hmm. um, so it is people that are already doing this, telling stories, um, and then it's creation of, of new stories um, and and, mode, and giving others a platform to tell their stories. So we heard a little bit about the machine learning and identification of fish. What is the technological underpinnings of your platform? Yeah, not uh, well, it's a mobile app. Mm -hmm. um, and um, on top of that would be maybe just the functionality within the mobile application. So how does your does your I know yours resides on the web and and people can go to it. You can actually see all the listings of the the stories that you have. Can people subscribe to it like they were subscribing to a, a podcast? Yeah, yeah. So currently we have um Aloha Authentic uh Kamakapili's uh and and so you can look at, look it up through Native Stories, or you can look it up through Kamakapili or Law Authentic on mm -hmm. iTunes or um, Google Play, and it'll come up, and you can subscribe to to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and uh, are you looking at uh, just looking for storytellers, or are there specific kinds of storytellers that you would have on on this podcast? I. We're not trying to limit the type of storytellers. I think the limit is what the story is, is about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of uh, stories about Hawaii and, and that um, we're trying to change people's view of visitors coming here um, and, you know, thinking that Hawaii is just, you know, um, beaches and, and palm trees. We're trying to just give them an education of of how we feel about Hawaii and then uh, giving just, you know, the locals here or Kanaka 
more uh, information mm-hmm. about where they live. Now, Sam, you know, I want to talk to you about how you actually go out and collect all this video and, how, and some of the process by which you analyze it. I want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with both Sam Murphy and Nohealani Hirahara about the Purple Prize. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Bush Consulting, Sacred Hearts Academy, and Urgent Care Hawaii. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to Sam Murphy and Nohealani Hirahara about leveraging technology to build cultural awareness. And right before the break, you know, we we're sort of getting into the actual projects. And and Sam, yours is interesting in that it it's taking video. But the video, as humans, we could probably detect what a fish might look like. But for a computer, uh, they might not be able to discern between, let's say, a fish and maybe some leaf floating by or some debris floating by. So what is the machine learning that goes on sort of under the covers? Um, the way I guess that um, that works is um, we actually need the humans to ident- identify the fish to start with, and that's how we train the neural net. And um, traditionally, um, actually I was, I was uh, speaking with Nahaya before about how we used to program um, – computers to identify things in imagery just by hard-coding rules mm-hmm. to the computer and saying, okay, if you see a change in color, then you have to say, uh, then you've detected something. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference with these neural nets, which is a more sort of um, new technique that I'm just getting into now with, you know, help from my team and so on, um, Matt Matoki, who's just uh, in the booth just there, <laughs> um, is uh, it, it tries to learn um, sort of these abstract ideas that, to be honest, is a bit of a black box even to the humans who are training that machine. So we just we basically just give it a lot of the right answers. We say, here, is, here are some images, and these are how many fish are in there. Mm-hmm. And if you give it enough uh, data with right answers, it just starts to learn by itself how to get the right answer. And how reliable through just as far as you've gotten so far has this process been for a video clip of a fish pond? Um, the exact accuracy... Uh, yeah. No, you can't look at him. You can't look at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I think we were not too bad. I think about 80% or something. Oh, nice. But um, the, the, the neat thing about neural networks is the more you train them, the better they get. You just need to give it more data and more correct answers, and it'll just get better and better and better. So in the case of the fish pond, are you providing more information by the more more video that you're taking and and allowing the you know the computer to learn through that process, or are you feeding it, you know, data from elsewhere? Right. Um, so for the Purple Pies prize, what we did was uh, we put a camera, a pretty cheap camera. I actually put a friend's GoPro, but you can get one that's like 65 bucks mm-hmm. on Amazon, so it doesn't have to be really expensive hardware. Um, and install it. We, we installed it previously just by putting it in there and, and, until its battery ran out. But the next step is to include it with a, a solar panel and um, a power um, sort of system mm-hmm. um, so that it can continuously monitor. And right. that way we can get lots and lots of data. And hopefully by collaborating with the um, fish pond managers, we can also get it labeled by by the experts. I love that technology. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Nohelani, obviously Demo Day was a big moment and it's the presentation and you did very well. But what it is actually is just the beginning of a journey. Oh, yeah. So I'm curious mm-hmm. uh, where the next 
milestone is for this project that you've started? Um, yeah, I the I, well, we have to create the mobile app, so we have um, a team that, and actually Makavalu, who was one of the other teams, um, some of the team members are, are came on board to help build this application. So we need to do that um, content creation. So uh, finding other storytellers, fi- finding more things to do a story on, uh, interviewers, interviewees. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely the start of a very long journey. So you you mentioned the mobile app. What would the features of this mobile app be? Because I would think that if you are able to record somebody, kind of put it up on the website, have the audio <coughs> available through subscription, what would the uh, uh, the mobile app provide you? Um, uh, so there's a few things we're looking at, a, a map of, of okay. pinned locations mm-hmm. so you can get stories, mm-hmm, pay, mm-hmm. place-based um, stories. Um, we're also looking at kind of like podcast, iTunes, right? Um, mm-hmm. You go in and you search by a keyword or you search by the top five that week. So I'll have that type of capability as like well. Cloud. Yeah. Yep. And then subscribe to. So that t- type now, of thing. Now, well. both of you won in the startup category. So it was an idea that you basically took from zero to something, and you got a you got kind of a prize. Uh, what do you see? What do you see happening now, Sam, in terms of taking it to that next level? Hmm. Um, we need to. The, I think the first stage is to uh, work with the fish pond managers. We uh, built a GUI, a, a graphical user interface, so that you can basically just click on fish inside imagery. And that, that's the, how we're counting the fish. But we need to do that um, quite a bit more. We need to get quite a bit more data to mm-hmm. to get the neural network to be as good as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're talking not just you know like hundreds of fish. You're talking thousands, yeah. tens of thousands of... Absolutely. Yeah. And then once the uh, neural network is, is trained, then hopefully... We can put it into practice to actually count the fish that are coming in and out of the makaha so that we can quantify the number of fish in the fish ponds. Mm. And that's important because you can correlate that with you know, tidal uh, cycles, the lunar cycles, and to see if your strategies are working um, for maybe uh, managing and maintaining fish in the mm-hmm. fish ponds. As Bert mentioned, you were one in the startup category. Does that mean this is now a startup for you? You're going to be going through the startup process? Um, well, that's a possibility. Uh, we have to just keep working at it and uh, see where it goes. The, with startups, there's always a lot of uncertainty. So you just have to give it a go and see what happens, basically. And Nohea, same thing with you. I mean, are you thinking of maybe taking this to that startup business phase? Uh, we started as a nonprofit. And I'm pretty sure we're going to stay as a nonprofit. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, so you might uh, you, you might just roll it into the nonprofit and sort of develop it out of the nonprofit. Yeah, and so grants and that type of funding. So, do you see sort of spending the next amount of effort to get the grants and find the right people to help build a mobile app? And yeah, app? we I mean we have a team that's um, capable of building the mobile app. Um, so, I guess funding for the storytellers is probably where I'm going next. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's all being done in parallel. I suspect that there's some element of curation, but are you going to be one of the featured storytellers when I launch the app and uh, I can that hear That is yours? not the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Sam, in terms of, uh, I, I know you want to you know, continue on with, with uh, getting more data from the, the fish ponds, but uh, what do you see? Do you guys, are now you graduated? Now you're going to become like alumni of the Purple Prize? I mean, come back and, and, and help mentor. Mentor, mentor the other teams that, that participate? <laughs> 
if I get invited, uh, I'd love to. Yeah, maybe. I'll talk to Donovan later about it. Uh huh. You mentioned that one of the ideas was you could take this somewhere else just very quickly. Uh, what would be another community that could be served by this technology? I think any coastal community. Um, and I, I think fish in general are a good protein source because livestock on land um, probably cause more pollution. That is a good point. Well, you know, we'll put the uh, we'll put the uh, links to your both projects up on the show notes for later on tonight. Sam Murphy and his team built innovative Ia Kilo practices, and Nohealani Hirahara created Native Stories. We want to thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week. We're going to talk about Nalukai Academy and Startup Camp. And if you missed any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on BiteMarksCafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email us at feedback at BiteMarks.org. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at BiteMarks. And you can follow me at Hawaii. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us here every Wednesday on HPR1. And we want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. And we will see you next week for another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. It's just something.